At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Tuesday, and I don't care how you have felt. Obviously, the loss hurt. That's in the past. Nothing will make you feel better than listen to this man himself, the Wayne Breezy. It's Tuesday. We're back together. This is what it's supposed to be like. Wayne, how are we doing today? Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm overcoming the lost. Uh, the loss to the Cleveland Browns, and I'm I'm moving forward. I'm looking forward to the battle in Minnesota. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I got a comment earlier today. This isn't going to be the most heavy Vikings episode. Uh, we're going to have a lot of that later this week. I'll be on Wayne's channel Friday. That's going to be a heavy Vikings episode. Uh, so if you haven't yet, at the first the first thing in the description of this video podcast is how to follow Wayne's channel. Go do that. That's number one. But, you know, somebody said like, oh, we got Kirk Cousins in primetime. Niners can't be slipping. He's playing good ball that I, I chuckled because it's like <laughs> Kirk Cousins in primetime. Let's go, man. That's like John and that's like me developing a healthy tan. It's just those two things don't go together. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're just not the same thing. And so I'm not too concerned about this upcoming matchup. But what I am concerned about is I think the NFL landscape has has to be adjusted at some point. A lot of positive teams lost a lot of really good games. Eagles lost, Seahawks lost, uh, Chiefs looked not great. It was just a mess. So what we're going to do, and the question of the show, are the 49ers still the best team in the NFL? We're going to go through Wayne's top 10, my top 10, across the NFL landscape. We're going to talk playoff seedings, all that kind of stuff, EPA, and, of course, Whatever questions you guys have. So we got Clayton, the mad scientist, behind the show today. He is running through the chat. Uh, I see you, Johnny Dale. You're the freaking man. Uh, so if you have questions or topics that you want us to dive into today, please get those up, and we'll get to some of those things before we jump out of here. So, Wayne, let's start with injuries, then let's go to the top ten. Three of the biggest names injured. Yeah. Walk us through it. Yeah, I mean, it starts with Trent Williams and uh, the ankle injury, which he's been listed day to day. He did leave the game in the orthopedic boot uh, for precautionary uh, issues, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of. Uh, he spoke at the presser, but he's listed day to day and there's not going to be anything that's going to keep him off that football field. He will be out there because uh, he wants to redeem himself. Like if you look at Trent Williams, this was the worst game he played all season long it was probably and i don't even think it was bad because i felt like he handled miles garrett no sacks right zero sacks. zero sacks right so and you know he gave up one pressure if that maybe and it was a hurry but at the end of the day i mean like you can tell he was struggling out there with the bad ankle injury uh and so i, I know he's going to want to go out there redeem himself and and he he didn't get a chance to play to his standard and so, like, Trent Williams, I believe, is going to be just fine. If you don't see him practice this week, uh, don't worry. I think he'll Correct. get the veteran days off. Uh, the next injury, I know George Odom was injured. That's not one of the big ones. He has the quad contusion, but I think he'll be playing. He'll be just fine. Uh, let's get to Debo Samuel. Uh, look, shoulder injury, whatever it was, we don't know because he couldn't return to the game, so it had to be something serious at the time that they couldn't adjust or fix but with the rest and i think Debo's going to be out there because he's a viking slayer like now last time i checked if we go back to 2021 slay the viking so i guarantee you he'll be out there on the football field now my question mark 
is going to be Christian McCaffrey. And I know it's pain tolerance. Uh, the MRI hasn't been revealed to us. I'm sure to be revealed at some point today. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to his pain tolerance. I think Christian McCaffrey wants to be out there, but he was in excruciating pain to where he went back out and he got hit again. And it was on a positive play and he came right back out the game. So, John, I, I don't know if it's going to look positive for Christian McCaffrey. So, um, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason, TDP. Like, that's kind of what I'm going to be looking forward to on Monday night. And I have no problems if CMC's out for a game or two. You have a bye week. So you got at Monday, you got the extra day. I think that helps this week, Monday night football against uh, the Vikings. Then you've got a short week against the Bengals, and you got a bye week. I understand the rationale behind let's rest CMC. I totally get that. Do I think that's what's going to happen? I don't. I think CMC is going to play this week personally. Um, that dude's got records galore on the thing. He's up for offensive player of the year. He makes everything go. Will he have the same workload if he does play? No. But part of me says CMC is the ultimate competitor. Like, yeah. It, how do you? And so whenever, like, okay, here's how injuries work when you're on the field. Okay, as a coach or as a player, right? You ask the player, are you good to go? CMC is going to say yes. CMC right. say I'm good to go. You talk to the medical staff. Medical staff, hey, is he okay? Man, the MRI, the x-ray show nothing. Obviously, some bruised ribs, issues like that. That's definitely going on here. So medical staff says if he can go, he can go. And Shanahan, he would put CMC out there nonstop. So that's why I think he'll go. I think Trent, Debo, and CMC are likely to play this week. Do I think that's the smartest thing? I don't know. But I just think that's my interpretation of what's happened so far. Um, so Trent's playing for sure. CMC, I think, will play. Debo more than likely going to play. CMC has the lowest odds, but. I like uh, how you did that. Yeah, right? That was one of those results to you know, what do you like? Like, rate this. Most likely, <laughs> likely, somewhat likely, unlikely. <laughs> yeah, so that's the injury thing. We got a super chat talking head. What's hey. up? I appreciate that. I just got to say, Brock Purdy getting too much credit for that last drive. Newly threw, nearly threw an interception to Newsom. Gave IU, uh, give IU credit for taking it 50 yards. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, one of the worst throws of the day was that very first toss to Jawan Jennings on that last drive. And it was right to the DB. Jawan Jennings freaking batted that ball out of his hands. So what do you think of this? Um, I mean... I, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about Brock playing bad. For some reason, I just don't get <laughs> the right responses. But talking head, like, yes, yes. I Like, the last drive, oh, Brock got us in uh, position. Uh, yeah, but, but we also got a penalty on that play that gave us a first down. So, like, it wasn't it, – it, it was the team collectively and – like, as much as I bash Brandon Ayuk for missing a wide-open touchdown, I mean, he ended up getting that explosive play. It wasn't 50 yards, but I see where you're going with it. It was explosive enough. Yeah, it was 22 yards after the catch. After it was the, the inside catch. whip route, which yeah. the route was great. And, I mean, it was all Ayuk. The pass was was there. Pass was oh, the pass point. was perfect. Yeah, it but, allowed Ayuk to catch it on the whip and to cut back in. That's Will from a player, though. That, that yeah. That's all I all Ayuk on that. Yeah, I will say this. Now, the pass to Juwan Jennings against a seven-man pressure, that and he hit dope. that out route to yeah. set up the field goal, which <laughs> should have been the game winner. That was – He had some great th – he had some decent throws in the game. But he, he just he just wasn't – he wasn't playing to Brock Purdy standards. No, not what okay. we're used to. Not what we're used to. Oh, I'll let you take this one. This is my brother, man, Nick. In the building, what's up, my bros? I agree with you, John. These guys are out for blood this year, especially after a loss. Nothing like a get-right game against primetime Kirk. LOL. Hopefully, we cruise to an easy win. I, I mean, like. we're talking injuries. You know, they, they're already out. Their best player on their team, Justin Jefferson, he's on IR. Now they just moved who Wayne wanted the 49ers to sign in the offseason, Marcus Davenport. The defensive end, man, Wayne was on that one big time. Yeah, now he's, he's be out, out now five too. to six weeks. Yeah, this team is tanking. Uh, they're tanking. How do you say this elegantly? You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah, they're not tanking like 
the Carolina Panthers or no. like, you know, they're 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 kind of doing it sort of like the Arizona Cardinals. Like they're not making it look like a tank, but right. you can see that they're pulling away. Like I think Justin Jefferson won't play anymore this year. Like you could kind of see like the, okay, we're gonna take this year. It's the last year we have with Kirk Cousins. Gonna let him kind of like see what he's made of and things like that. So he won't get another contract in Minnesota. So it's no. it's super interesting how they're doing their uh like like tanking i think it's different it's different yep. they'll let them walk they'll get the third round comp pick and it's just going to be reload and on top of that if they stay this bad like man they've got a shot so let, let's let's transition now okay i asked wayne to come up with his top 10 and this is the poll question as well um i put this where should the 49ers be ranked um as far as just you know nfl power rankings i said number one that's a category Number two or three, that's its own category. Four or five, its own ca- category, or six plus. Right now, 66% of the people in this this chat are saying they should be number one. So uh, really? let's start bottom up. Let's build a little anticipation here, if you don't mind. Um, let's go through your top 10, and okay. then I'll share mine. Or do you like, let's do that. Look at this. Organizing a show on air. We're professionals. Um, Let's start at the bottom and go our way up. Is that cool? Or do you want me to go first or you first, Wayne? It doesn't, it doesn't matter, bro. It's all good. <clears throat> Got my I want to hear right your. Here. I want to hear your. All right. So if we're going number 10, am I going to, am I doing the whole list first? Or are we just going to go 10, 10, 9, 9, Yeah, 8, let's 8, do 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8. All right. Let's do it. So my, my number 10 team is the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh. Um, they may just be the best 3-3 three and three team in the NFC. Ooh. Um, and they just keep finding ways to win, right? They keep finding ways to win. And, you know, I thought that this was going to be a team that would probably be in that category of eloquently tanking, mm-hmm. but they're at 500. They're playing 500 football. I don't see tanking coming into, uh, you know, into the cards. And I know people are like, well, how don't you have Seattle there? I don't know. I think the Rams are hot. They got Cooper Cup back, and they may not. They may be without Kyron Williams this week, uh, so they're gonna have to figure that out. But the Rams are have been winning consistently uh, ever since they lost to us. Yeah, <laughs> right. And what's crazy is the Rams are in the playoffs. If the playoffs were today, oh they're wait a minute, I didn't even peep this. They're the seventh seed. Yeah, yeah. And so, am I shout at? out to Steph. She taught us how to do this. If you know, to, if you're watching live, we've never been able to do this graphics. Right. Steph taught us. We will give her flowers tomorrow. Uh, she is the best there. Is so uh, we're showing the NFC playoff standings currently, and the Rams are seventh, the Seattle Seahawks are sixth. Uh, both so we got three teams in the um playoffs currently in the NFC West, which is crazy. I didn't put the Rams in there, I didn't put the Texans in there or the Seahawks at number 10. I put the Texans. Am I crazy? No, because they keep finding ways to win football games. I know they got beat the previous week, but this past Sunday. They figured out they overcame a loss and they found a way to become victorious. And listen, quarterback CJ Stroud's playing some of the best football. So I, I can see why you put that team. They seem to be balanced. And I think balance is what's keeping them afloat. Yeah, I'll say this. And, you know, I, I'll put this out on our Patreon and the 49ersrush.com. I just put in a bet for CJ Stroud to be offensive rookie of the year. It's mm-hmm. got a minus odds, but. Anthony Richardson looks like he's out for the year. Yes. And if that's the case, it's a quarterback award always has been. So I bet pretty big on CJ Stroud winning offensive rookie of the year. And I put a little hedge bet on Devin a chain. Um, well, he's so out anyway. for a few weeks, at least another three Correct. weeks. So it's possible that goes down the, yeah. It's so like, he's got, I mean, I literally just threw like a couple bucks on it and it's like ridiculous odds, but I, I mean, I think CJ Stroud's got it locked up. Look at peachy. My Buckeye is balling. Uh, sorry for saying Buckeye while I'm on the show with Wayne. I apologize. It's all we'll, good. That's the we'll only thing she has Michigan going for herself. So it's all cool. <laughs> like, I, like I, it's all good. Like peachy. No, cause we got, we got the all 32 NFL show tonight <laughs> and I'm going to let her allow her to talk about her CJ Stroud, uh, tonight that that she's gonna she's gonna give it everybody some cj stroud stuff tonight as long as she keeps it houston texans that's all there we go and niner says you know Bijan. Bijan has zero rushing touchdowns he has fewer yards than it's that offense man it's It's just i can't see him getting the award one it always goes to quarterbacks Bijan's the second favorite for offensive rookie of the year but he's six touchdowns behind a chain that's why i'm like 
it's not close. He's yards behind. A-Chain's played three games and has like over 150 yards more than him, six touchdowns more. That's why I'm thinking it's C.J. Stroud or A-Chain as a dark horse, whatever. All right, let's go to your number nine. All right, number nine, I have I have the Jets, <laughs> who may be the hottest team. Spicy. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The hottest three and three team. You picked Texans. I like that, but I like the Jets. Um, I like what Salah's doing. They just defeated. They they just defeated an undefeated team as well. You have to show these guys some love. That defense, first of all, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, John, without two of their star defensive backs. Yep. No sauce. No DJ Reed. We know DJ Reed. Right. That that out. like and, and and they figured it out, right? I like the Jets. They finally are using Brees Hall, and it's working for them. It's working for them. So I got the Jets at my number nine, bro. Yeah, I like that. I didn't put the Jets on my thing, and I think that is an omission on my part. I like how you sold it. I put the Bengals because they're Ooh. starting to click and Burrow healthy. That scares the hell out of me. Them getting a bye week this week and playing us on plus eight days rest I know. over That's the Niners. Be tough. I, I had us like losing it. that game. I did too. I yeah, did too. That's the one I have us I had us losing. I had us losing back to back. So this week and next week in our Ooh. predictions. But so I didn't have us the, losing. You have us losing to the Vikings? I had us losing to the Vikings because of the travel. And I okay. just thought it would be, you know what I'm saying, a little rough because we're going to California and back to Minnesota. Yeah, um, we didn't stay out there. We didn't stay out there. That's, see? So I mean, I know it's prime time. Kirk, but this was prior to their guys being out and all this type of stuff. So, yeah. But that's my nine. I like your nine, though. I'm not, I'm not mad at your nine. Okay, what about eight? So, eight. I got the Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah. Cowboys are currently fifth. They are the first wild card team. Four and two. Barely won last night. Refs sure as hell made sure they had every chance to win that game. Every I, freaking chance, That was yo. terrible, man. I that just was... need the refs to die. Like, yeah. From from refereeing, not in real life. Like they Correct. have to go away from refereeing. I feel like I rather Clayton see. <laughs> I rather y'all can't see, see Clayton behind scenes. He's cracking up over here. Okay, it's, it's I, this is what I'm talking about. I rather see AI referee games mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. And up here where I live, we have a store, grocery store chain called Stop and Shop. And at Stop and Shop, they have these. Short circuit robots going around making sure you're not stealing, and they will follow you if they think you're stealing something. I rather see AI bots on the football field making plays based off of analytics opposed oh to gosh. discretion because the referees just suck. Like they they they're human and they're gonna make the mistakes. I didn't oh mean gosh. that. Like literally, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, what's funny was when you were describing your store shopping experience, I was thinking, don't be a menace in South Central. <laughs> like one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Like, I love that movie, man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, like 10 people got that. Uh, anyway. I got it. As soon as you oh, said shopping God. experience, it automatically hit me. <laughs> So they walk into the store. All right. So I've got uh, Jags at eight. I did not have the Cowboys on my list. I do not have respect for their coach. Dak made some very quality throws in a pressure situation, which was really cool to see. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not respecting them. Let's go your number seven. <laughs> you got a lot of AFC teams on your list, John. I do. I think the AFC is far superior <laughs> and than I the NFC. That's weird. I mean, I got a bunch of – well, I got seven Ravens. I have the Ravens. 
Ooh. as my seventh team. I still think they're a dominant team. They're still trying to figure things out in their running game, and they're still not involving their star tight end. And Mark Andrews, like, I don't know if it's due to injury, if it's due to their new offensive play calling, but something isn't right. But they still continue to find ways to be successful out there on the football field. So I have the Ravens as my number seven. See, I had them six, so we're close. Um, and I, I actually think the Ravens are one of the better teams. I wanted to put them higher on this list, but I just couldn't because they lost that crazy game. I think they should be five and one. That Steelers yes. game was just weird. I think Lamar's incredible. I think I think the Ravens are a good team. And we're going to find out this week. Yeah, <laughs> because we've got two. Um, here's what's awesome. The AFC and NFC, the number twos. In the playoff standings are playing against each other. Eagles and Dolphins play each other this week. And the number threes, the Ravens and the Lions play each other. So uh, AFC took the NFC to the woodshed last week. Niners were a part of that. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens this week. I had the Bills at seven. Ooh. I had the Ravens at six. And I so have the Bills at six. There we go. So we just have those two flip-flopped. Josh yeah. Allen is probably, man, when he's on, I think he's – arguably the first or second best player in the NFL. But yes. when he's off, which happens he's, consistently, he's bad. He is bad, bad, bad. He's bad, bad. Which which is the Josh Allen that they drafted that ended up becoming good, good, good. But there's going to be times that he's going to face a defense that's going to make him look bad, bad, bad. And that's why, like, when we talk about Brock Purdy and how he struggles, I mean, it's okay to talk about our quarterback being bad. He's not going to be good, good, good every single game. Yeah. And you're watching, and, and since we're not putting him in that elite category because he doesn't have a body of work to be elite, when you look at Josh Allen, I think he's considered one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL without a Super Bowl. And so, like, at the end of the day, like, there's going to be times where he's going to look like that college kid that just looks bad and throws lots of interceptions. Now, if he's not consistently running the ball and 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 making the offense flow his way – that's when he looks bad. Right. And, you know, again, people want to talk about Brock Purdy having a bad game, which I think he did. Josh Allen has six interceptions and two fumbles lost this year. That's eight turnovers that yeah. are hit. Brock Purdy has one fumble lost and one interception. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you can mitigate those negatives, and you still should have won this week, but that's a whole nother conversation. It's just different. You talk about Jalen Hurts. That dude's got seven freak or six interceptions, seven interceptions. Like what, that's crazy. What fumble did he lose? Uh, week one. Uh, was it week one? I no. believe it was. I thought he got all the fumbles back. I don't remember losing the ball. I don't remember getting a turnover on a fumble. I could be wrong, but I don't remember him. I remember him fumbling it. It's the first one. I remember him falling. His back fell on it, and he got it back. He's credited with. Um. Well, that's. I'm trying to find the fumbles lost. Because he's he's credited with one fumble against Cleveland, one fumble against the Giants, one fumble against the Rams, two against Pittsburgh. So he must have lost one in Pittsburgh, I guess. One I, of the, I, I think it was Pittsburgh. I don't remember them getting the ball back. That's why I'm saying that. But I could be wrong. Let me. I don't let mind. Me go to the turnovers there on our. Game it's okay. Script. It's all good. I just wow. don't remember. No. Yeah, we had one offensive turnover against Pittsburgh. It had to be that game. It had to be that game, All right? Because so no he got one of them back, and he lost the other one. I think is what it okay. was. Right. So yeah, week one, train wreck. He 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 vouched for us. Yeah. Thank All right, let's wreck. do your number five. Eagles. Eagles. All right. All right. I got Lions, so I think we're close. I had Eagles funny. four. I got Lions four. There we. So we're so freaking close, man. Yeah, it's top. It's tough. And yeah, I mean the Lions. They probably have the best quality win against the Chiefs. The only win against another five and one team out of the four or five five and one teams. There's five, three in the NFC, two in the AFC, but no Kelsey, no Chris Jones, and I think Chris Jones playing defensive player of the year caliber again. Yeah, he's my runner up right now. Well, you got yeah. both. Yeah, I got Fred Warner as defensive player of the year as of right now. But Chris Jones came out of nowhere, missed for week, missed week one, got right. the contract because they realized they were stupid, and then next thing you know, by the Bing, boom, boom. <laughs> like he just back to like he didn't skip a beat you know what i mean and some players right. are just like that so i'm curious to know you want to know my number three because yes. i'm gonna get okay so this is where breezy gets cursed out i actually have the 49ers as number three. Oh, okay no i mean we 
we love Wayne because Wayne is Wayne and Wayne is consistent. And yes. so he's going to be who he is. And when there's five, five and one teams, power rankings will sort themselves out. And I think if you're in these kind of top five or top three or whatever, I have the Dolphins three. Um, Ooh. The injuries, the only reason why I put two to three in the poll says red and gold-blooded. The injuries. Right, so th if, I, if I did the poll, I wouldn't have gave my context why, but I was picking two to three too. And as you can see, I have the Niners at three. And that's 35% of the vote is two to three. So I have no issues with that. Uh, I, and he, here's the thing, right? And I know we're not talking about this game, and, I'm, and, and, and it's cool. But the only reason why we lost this game is because we were the we were the most undisciplined team out there on the, on the football field. I don't care how many penalties they got. I only care about how many penalties we got. In the times we get them, we get them on first down just, to start a drive over and over again. Thirteen is way too many. We get it on third down defensively. Were they bad calls? Some of them, yes. Yeah. Were they all bad calls? No, they were not. But you can't play like I don't want the players to play like subjectively to football. I want them to be able to play based off of instinct and hard and all that stuff. But those aren't even the pen I wasn't even mad. I'm not even mad about those penalties. That's going to happen because of the idiot idiotic refs. I'm talking about false starts and even on the Trent Williams hole, which I thought was one of the things that made his negative grade. Like, was that really a hold? No. Like, right. And then but he did Juice this. He did this. Did he and do whenever, that? Yeah, right afterwards, he did this and looked at the ref. The ref looked at him and threw the flag immediately. It's like, yeah, so they got to stop selling it. I always tell players, don't do that crap. Is that the same play where? Right. Is that the same play where Juice blew up the the dude? Yeah. So like, but they, but he sold it. Like he gave it away. Like players got to stop doing that. But anyway, yeah. that was probably one of the worst ones. And then you get the intentional groundings. That's a penalty. Like then you get like the Niners beat themselves and i'm not discrediting what they did the, the cleveland browns the defense but the niners defense played to me just as well i don't care how many yards they get i don't care if it's 334 yards they still only gave up 19 points and they got beat on a trick play like they got beat with a tight end lined up at the center with no quarterback on the football field that to me is on steve wilkes and he has to make sure that his defense is prepared for the inevitable right so i don't want to sit there and talk about this but that's why i have the niners at three they make too many damn mistakes yeah okay good i like it let's let's finish with your top two i got chiefs number two because i don't care like like they just don't look good but they win it, it doesn't matter but they win. playing great defense that's what's crazy they're playing good defense they got uh bolton back they look good so this is not a shot at them but offensively they just don't look good they they don't look good and if if their defense isn't giving them the ball back and they getting opportune times or you know more chances to put three points up on the board cool but offensively they just don't look good that's fair that's fair so number one you got the miami the i got dolphins. the dolphins yeah and i get it there and they're the opposite because their offense is looking like the greatest of all time and mm -hmm. their defense is not great so they don't they're care like, if they give up 30 points they're gonna score 50 Yep. Yeah. They're Rams. Now, my top five is Niners one, Chiefs two, Dolphins three, Eagles four, Lions five. Okay. But any of those five, I don't care where you put them. They all have the same record, and it's going to solve itself. Like, we're going to find out. Again, Eagles, Niners play this week. They do. <laughs> and, you know, their quarterback is struggling, but they're still a damn good team. Offensive line, defensive line, the Eagles are top-notch. It's just what it is. That's what, And so they've got playmakers. Jalen Hurts is having a very down year. I mean, extremely down year. If he gets things figured out, we'll see. But he's been awful. I mean, three interceptions in one game? Come on, one man. His backup I, corners? You know, when you're playing a tough defense, when you're playing a team that predicates themselves off of defense – like, you have to be ready to counter that, mm -hmm. right? And that doesn't mean you counter it with an explosive offense. Why do you think the 49ers lost, yeah. right? Like, and I'm not saying – and the Eagles, to me, have an explosive offense too. They just couldn't activate it against that Jets defense. When those defenses are just flying all over the field and flying at all on all cylinders, you got to figure out a way offensively how to counter it to where it's going to slow them down, and then you can interject what you like to do on the offense. And so the Eagles struggled against the Jets. 
The Niners struggled against the Browns. The Jets and the Browns have really good defenses, defensive-minded coaches, and you see kind of like what ended up happening, right? And so even the Niners couldn't figure out how to how to stop screenplays and the Jets couldn't figure out, I mean, the, the Eagles couldn't figure out how to stop whatever the Jets were doing, even though the Jets didn't look good offensively. Neither did the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That's funny, right? Like you look at the Cleveland Browns, what did they do offensively? They did rush for 160 yards. I know what the screen numbers plays. say. It was all screenplays. I, I get the numbers, but come on, John, like Niners got to be better. They got to prepare yeah. for screens. Yeah. Good. They got to prepare for it. It's just another tool they need to add to their toolbox. How to stop screens. You know who the best screen stuffing stuffing linebacker is in the NFL? Oh, he didn't play. He didn't play on Sunday. He didn't play. Do you know who the worst rated player for the 49ers was this week? Oren Burks. And I love Oren Burks, but That's I want him game. as a role player. I don't want him as a star. He played every defensive snap. I think he missed one. Like 5-7 going to be out there this week. Listen, and and listen, five seven is to the defense, and I know people aren't going to agree with this. As Debo Samuel is to I'm, the offense, changes and everything. It changes everything. I watched our head coach look flustered for the first time all season. He couldn't figure out why his plays weren't working once Debo left the game. And I know we love Christian McCaffrey, and Mc Christian McCaffrey is it. But when you don't, when you, when you, that Christian Mc, if Debo was injured and didn't play in this game, it would have been a totally different game plan. Does that yep. make sense? Yep. But the fact that he played for some reason, Kyle kept running the same type of plays with these other players. And I love Ray Ray, but he's not Debo. He doesn't, he's not. He might be quicker, but he's not Debo. No, and there's no you, other Debo. There's just no other Debo. And that's how important he is. And that's why I got so upset. On the over my overreaction show because now I want people to see how important he he is for this football team. John, you may mention that the Cleveland Browns struggled in pre-snap defense when you when in motions. I just, we that all went out the window the moment Debo Samuel was gone. It did. It did. And we stopped running outside the tackles. They were overloading, you know, going through the film, which we just finished for the 49ersrush.com. They were blitzing their linebackers, nickels, and safeties straight up the B gaps to stop the inside run. Wide open outside the tackle the whole damn game. The whole and damn that's, game. That's how Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Yep. Yep. And the only person that had success running up the middle was Jordan Mason, and you didn't trust him. And you didn't trust him. And that was out of, if I'm not mistaken, 11 personnel because on that one time when he got the touchdown, it was, a, it was excuse me, it was out of 12 personnel because it was two tight ends out there. You had Charlie Warner and George yeah. Kittle. You didn't even Warner have a juice out there. For real. That, yeah. You know where Warner struggled in that game? Where? Special fucking teams. Uh, I haven't done my special teams tape yet. John, please do the special teams tape because before I put out my take, I need your expertise on it. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it done. Trainwreck says, let Mason run. And this is another thing that came up. You know, expect Elijah Mitchell, if CMC doesn't go, yeah, to, to be, be the, the guy, yeah. which I think is problematic. Now, I know that Mitchell looked awful last week, but he had one day of practice off three-week injury. We'll see what happens there. Mason looks incredible every time he's ever touched the ball. We'll see. Um, uh, I mean – he looked awful because there's this context to it, though. So the moment the ball's hiked, they're in the backfield. I mean, what do you want Mitchell to do? What's the difference between Jordan Mason running against a nine-man box for six yards later in it's a the different, fourth quarter? It's a, it, but that's my point. They're different types of running backs. So, like, if Jordan – and Jordan Mason had different personnel. Mitchell lines up in 21, Jordan Mason in 12. Jordan Mason gets tight ends out there. Mitchell has juice blocking for him. So, like, I I just – it's different. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to say that he's he's not the same because he's not the same Mitchell. We haven't seen enough of him to play. So, maybe him getting the reps, which he had a great game against Minnesota in 2021. So, so maybe – if Christian McCaffrey can't go, this will be a coming out party for Elijah Mitchell. And, and you still spell him with Jordan Mason. 
Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, like my take on this is not anything to do with Elijah Mitchell. My take on this is just Jordan Mason looks like a damn star in the making. And why would you not ride the hot hand? Like, I just don't understand that. Don't and so that's where my frustration comes from, because I watch any play that 24 is out there. Now, he did have one bad pass blocking rep, one, one. And so that was bad. But there were bad ones from CMC as well. Pass blocking is just a different thing. I don't know. And I hope Elijah Mitchell goes out there and just freaking kills it. But Sonia says, do you think Mason fumbling in the preseason made Kyle not trust him? I think Mason fumbled twice. Um, no. It, that, he's never it, fumbled in the regular season. He's never fumbled in the regular season. And Kyle used him again right after the fumbles. Like, it, it just let us know that Kyle is growing. Because yeah. if he likes a player, he don't give a, if you fumble it or not. He, you're yeah. going to be out there. You could tell Kyle Shanahan likes Jordan Mason. This I don't know if Jordan – I feel like Jordan Mason may just be a Kyle Shanahan guy. Like, you know, and I know he's a he's a, he's a um, Anthony Lynn guy, right? But, you know, because Bobby, Bobby Turner didn't – he wasn't the one that went after him. It was Anthony Lynn, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, no, I think, I think Kyle's getting over that fumble thing because he knows how important these players are. And, you know, you get Jordan Mason around that goal line, it's almost automatically in. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, just just give us more Mason. I don't even care about him getting all the yards. It's just competent football. Him in that 10-yard line, give it to me. Give me one outside run with one yeah. running back and then put him in there as you get there. It's a touchdown every play. It's almost like how we used to use Booby Gibson. Like, I'm not saying they're the same player because I think Jordan Mason is better, but you got to find a way to infuse him into this offense. And maybe Kyle's just not ready to unleash him yet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Now, um, if you are going to bet this year, again, we talked about uh, C.J. Stroud, some other bets. Right now, the Niners are negative six-and-a-half-point favorites against Kirk Cousins in Pride Time. And if you want to bet that game, here's how you do it. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw quick. Carries a one time rollover. Can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary, extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. All right, now let's let's kind of wrap up this conversation about where the 49ers fit. Um, we did our power rankings. Let's talk EPA. Okay, this is just how efficient you are offensively and defensively. And shout out to Ben Baldwin. He puts these out every week. He does a great job. So on the bottom axis, axis, the X axis, um, you have offensive EPA. So the further right you are, the better you are, the further left, the worse. So if we're just looking offensively, you've got Dolphins first, Niners second, Bills fourth. Then you've got Chiefs, Lions, Cowboys, Baltimore. The y-axis or vertical, the higher up you are, the better on defense. The lower, the worse. Browns number one, clearly. Then there's kind of like this tie for number two between the Ravens, Cowboys, and Niners. So I think I think it's the Ravens, Niners, Cowboys. If I'm, yeah. the, the way I'm looking at the graphic. Gotcha. So my question to you, Wayne, if you put both those together, you said the Niners are three. Yeah. This would say, you know, as far as this goes, the Niners are definitely in a tier of their own. Not that I'm trying to persuade you or whatever else, but what do you make of this kind of chart that shows the offense and defense together? I mean, if the Niners want to be one 
they have to go out and rebound from this game, and then they'll scoot right back up to the top team. Like, for the Niners' defense to not be number two, like, that's kind of – like, to have the Ravens slightly above the Niners, I think that's kind of messed up. Um, but I still have the Niners as two – like, they're just – they're the top three, and it's going it's, it's gonna to continue to fluctuate, right? Because the teams that we're talking about at some point are going to continue – they're going to be in some type of a flow. So, like, you know – the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes. They're continuing to beat teams. It might not look pretty, but they are. And so the Dolphins, even though they're offensively like way out there, I don't think the defense matters. It's about winning. <laughs> so at the end of the day, that's why I put the Dolphins number one. I guess I could have put the Niners two and then the Chiefs three. But, I mean, just looking at these charts, I'm saying to myself, the Niners defense, I don't give a f- what they gave up as far as total yards. They gave up one touchdown on a play that a tight end was lined up and we thought it was going to be some type of run up the middle and they run our play, the toss, to the outside. That's what they did. They Like, we got beat by our own scheme. with a, Like, literally, that's how we, we got tricked. Yeah. We don't give up that touchdown. Niners win this game. We're not worried about Jake Moody missing the field game winning field goal. But unfortunately, the defense gave up too many explosive plays, and that's what ended up happening. Those passes to Amari Cooper, explosive. Those can't happen. Lenore can't fall down. Grab the dude, throw the dude off, get take the flag. Falling flat on your booty, and if if Arm Burks doesn't make that tackle, that's a touchdown. Yeah. So I like where the Niners are. Plus, it gives the Niners some room to grow. Right. The Niners know that they're the best. But in order to be the best, they got to always give their best. And if they can't give their best, they can't be the best. So if the Niners lo- losing that game was good because now that's their wake-up call saying, yo, we got beat by uh, an XFL quarterback. That's the way I'm going to look at it. So now they need to put on their big boy pants and say, hey, let's handle this stuff to the bye. Bye, we regroup, we retool, we come out here, they go undefeated after the bye. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, with you. And, you know, there's so many areas that could have won this game. You know, I felt like the defense did enough to win late. I think Brock and Ayuk were not good, but they did enough to win late. Uh, the play calling was bad, but it did enough to win late. And, you know, the two missed field goals, that hurts. But there's so much that hurts. And it's all compounded. That's where the, the L came from. And so, yeah, it's easy to say this thing, but the penalties, the refs, it was just bad. So let's do this. Let's turn the show over to you guys. Uh, Clayton's going to start throwing up some questions and topics that you guys have been building uh, throughout the show, and we're going to kind of discuss these. Johnny Dale, the football legend right here. I'm pretty sure Kyle had an ulcer watching the tape. So many missed opportunities. I finished all the offensive film, and I was just – Man, I was mad. I was, was livid. Bad. Second was half bad. was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was it, bad from an un. It was bad from from a like just not being disciplined though, because the the like that first series when we go back out there, it was just penalty, down the distance, longs, then punts. Yeah, it was a <laughs> lot of just throw your hand up time like. Like, like, what are you supposed Second to do? Second and 25, what do we do? Like, what do you do? Then it ended up being third and 25. And yeah. then you get, uh, 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 like, what do you do? Like, I don't know. But Kyle has to be, Kyle has to be better at ad-libbing and getting his players into better positions to, you know, figure some things out. And, and, and not blaming it on the refs, but, like, that's part of football, how to adjust. And yeah. I just... Like John said, we did what we needed to do, even though it happened at the end to adjust, to be victorious. It just didn't go our way. Yep, didn't go our way. Very good, very good. Um, let's see here, dancing. First time I saw Kyle scared this season. He was definitely frazzled. Hopefully he gets over that. Frazzled coach is even worse than a fra- uh, frazzled quarterback, in my opinion. And, and you know, I, I did a deep dive on, you know, run plays versus pass plays and one-possession games. And I'm going to keep going back to this. You ran the ball three times in the fourth quarter. You called 13 pass plays. When when Kyle gets frazzled, to stick with your language, Danson, 
throw, 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 throw. Even if it's raining, even if Brock's not gripping the ball right, even if, you know, and I just don't understand that. The run game was working fine. I really do believe that. Just stop running the ball and delayed handoffs up the middle. That wasn't. Run the ball outside the tackles. Run the ball at Jordan Mason. Everything would have been fine. You had the lead. I don't know. I I wonder how, how, like, I don't know. I just always see both sides. Like I can, I can, I can critique from one side and then I try to find the understanding from the other side. I don't know why I'm that way. I'm optimistic. Right. But I wonder if Kyle was more frazzled about the injuries. And I know we don't talk about it a lot, but can you imagine losing your left tackle, your star running back? That's the highest paid running back in the season and your weapon in Debo Samuel which you know Kyle has an affinity for Debo Samuel. That's like his guy. That's the only guy I know that could talk back to the coach and get a touchdown play right after. Like, like that's a yeah. that's a relationship. That's a bond. Like, he don't have a bond with a lot of players. So I wonder if that was really puzzling him, and he had to just fig- try to figure it out. But I'm with John. You got other pieces. You got to trust Kittle the other was on pieces. the field. We don't. Where's the trust in everybody else? And that, to me, is what my issue with Kyle Shanahan was. How yeah. does Kittle not have a, a how do they run two tight end screens for touchdowns and you don't run one? And you got the better tight end. Yeah. You didn't even have to throw it to him over the middle. They wouldn't even expected it. I'm yeah. sorry, getting getting overreacted again. I'm with you. Reddit gold blooded. Thanks for the super chat. He said Shanahan didn't run it once oh, when he was up by this. one. Oh, yeah, so, it's, so I'm going to adjust your statement a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Three straight passes, three straight stop the clocks. Well, the first um, pass was intentional grounding. So not only – Take the not, sack, clock runs. Not only do you lose the yards, you lose the down. So it's not first and 20, whatever. It's second and 20 and whatever. And the clock stopped. If you had taken the sack, the sack clock would have kept going. Help we your defense. Winning. Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. I – it's just like that's Brock. Like yeah. that's on Brock. Can't blame Kyle for that. You could blame Kyle for the pass, but and the play call. The play and call. The play was call. That's what the I meant. I stupid. meant the passing call. That's what I meant to say. The play call. Yeah. Right. But the players gotta still execute and Brock has to know the situation. Yeah, he didn't know. And then the next play, you throw a quick out route to Ayuk, and he walks out of bounds going forward to stop the clock again. Like the defender was trying to knock Ayuk backwards, which was stupid by the defender. Because if Ayuk would have just let up and gone out of backwards retreating, clock would have kept rolling. So yeah. again, another brain fart play from Ayuk. Then the third play, <laughs> you throw the ball away, and it's like, dude, if you take the sack, the clock keeps going. Clock could have kept going three consecutive plays, but anyway. I digress. I mean, just they just got stupid late. I'm just going to be honest. They just got stupid. Um, here we go. Train wreck. What's up, man? He says, can you talk about teaching moments that arise after a team loses? Not looking for silver lining, but I'm sick and tired of Niners fans act like they live in a Dr. Pepper fansville. Ooh, that's a good reference right there. So I don't know, Wayne. Let, let's, let's bounce this back and forth. Great, great comment. Great comment. What did the Niners learn? What is something that they could take away from this? I mean, I hate to say that losing is good, but losing is good because losing allows you to focus on your the focus on the mistakes, right? Because there were there were more mistakes made in this game than there were opportunities. And so even though there were some opportunities, I think the number one thing the Niners need to figure out that they can take away is like, yo, we had this opportunity and we blew it. So we got to be better at executing, right? So they can kind of learn that. And then I really feel like it was the mistakes. Like I like like the the mistakes. Ugh, like that that doesn't we doesn't that go to coaching? Like your team is making silly mistakes over and over again. And so that to me needs to figure out to be addressed. And maybe that's something that they work out, the language that they use, how how they can overcome the mistakes. You can't blame the refs all the time. No. So they got to figure that out. The Niners need to be a better disciplined team, first and foremost. I have zero problems, John, with the Niners executing. Zero. I think the I think the Niners know how to execute. They did it for five weeks straight, and they couldn't adjust 
in order to execute in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got to execute on all facets, right? Even on special teams. And so, you know what, John? Bump it. I can't wait for you. The special teams. <laughs> three field goal attempts. One for three, Jake Moody. John, when you watch that film, I need you to tell me what in the Charlie Warner's responsibility is on special teams because if you look at his special teams grade, it was a 60. And I'm trying to figure out how number 21 goes untouched on the two misses. Now, on the one that he made, they didn't even rush. So, I wonder if that interference, if that distraction, if that guy being in Jake Moody's face had any way of affecting his kick it happens to quarterbacks it's called pressure or is the pressure the same on field goal blocks field goal attempts i don't know but 21 goes untouched he damn near blocks both kicks and i wonder if that is why moody's balls paws were to the right one was to the right one was to the left so it was perfect split there we go and you know a lot you're you tell your kicker you don't pay attention to anything. You look straight down at the ball. Respect. You look at your aiming point. You don't care about that. Um, you know, and, you know, with the right up back, which we put, we always put Warner to the rush side. So if they're rushing from the right, he goes there. If they're rushing from the left, he goes there. We move Dwelly to the opposite side. So Warner's our guy. You're not allowed to move your feet. So you teach him, don't move your feet. You cannot move your feet. You've got to strike in front of the breastplate or the shoulder. Um, he did he miss. Missed. He dipped. The guy rushing dipped, and so the alignment itself is supposed to make con- is supposed to stop him there, but uh, it wasn't good. I can tell you that. I, I remember watching it, just thinking. I but I was I was shaking my head. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it goes. The first kick was not on Moody that he missed. That's a 54 yarder. It was outside what he made all pregame. I like that they attempted it. That, I don't put that on Moody at all, to be honest with you. I mean, the second one that he missed, I put that 100% on Moody personally. 100%. And I do too. I just want to know if you're telling me that the responsibility of Charlie Warner is to at least touch the guy. Yeah. You got to, you got to get, you want to hit the front of the chest plate to slow down some of the momentum. The guy dipped. And so what you teach is look, your feet can't move because the inside gaps where they block it. If he dips, you're hoping he's going to lose enough momentum that he can't get there in time. But it was close. It was the closest we've had all year. And so. Tough break possibly, for the kid, man. It Tough is. Break. And I, I believe in him. You know, I, I hated the pick. I couldn't stand it. But it you happened. You hate the pick. It, and it, I, I'm it, excited like, for him moving forward. I'm glad that this has happened. I want to see how he responds. Um, uh, which Team Cali says, uh, the real question is, would the narrative be the same had Moody made the kick? No, which it would have been different. It would have totally been different. If we're talking yeah, about Moody, it would have been different. It's I, his first pressure kick, and he missed it. That's right, the narrative. Right. But if we're talking about the team, I would still be telling oh. you how we played like trash. <laughs> yeah. And Now, the difference is good teams find ways to win those to win games. games. And we did. It's just way too many of those right there. Sai says if Moody made the kick, it still would have been one of those games where we felt like we lost. Thank you, Sai. Um, Thank you. That yeah. That's that's my point. Like, like. Fred Warner said it. We we deserve to lose the game. Or yep. Nick Bosa. One of them said it. All of them said it. We didn't. Okay, all it. of them said it. <laughs> like they, they, it wasn't a deserved win. Why? Why though? Because they weren't playing to yes. their standards. They and gave so, up. Go, go keep going. They just gave up. They they weren't prepared for the screen on defense. Right. PJ Walker didn't do anything spectacular other than throw the ball up in the air and allow his receivers to go get it. And he had one good throw read because he saw Diamador Lenore hit his behind on the grass. That if he didn't make that throw, PJ Walker should be banned and exiled from the NFL. It was not That's a it. good game for him. Yeah. It wasn't a good game. So, like, let's not say that the Browns did did their thing on offense. They, our defense failed on big plays. Explosive plays. The number one thing Steve Wilkes said he came here to do. Take away explosive plays. But, you know, they did the number two thing, he said. They created turnovers. So why couldn't the offense – Fred Warren gets you the ball into your damn near red zone and you can't score? You get backed up to have to kick a 54-yard field goal for a rookie kicker? That's my issue. Yeah. And back to Trainwreck's question earlier, like, what do you teach here? You teach to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented. 
If you're an offense and Fred Warner gets you the ball, put some damn points on the board. If you're a quarterback, yeah, okay, you missed a wide-open touchdown to CMC. Brock, that's on you. Ayuk, you missed a freaking perfect throw as he's getting hit off your hands. There's so many different – and you can go player by player. Trent Williams, you can do everybody. Like, you had so many opportunities to win this game, and you missed them. Seize the opportunity. Carpe diem, baby. Let's Carpe go. Carpe diem, baby. I'm Seize just saying. The day. Yes. I, like, I and it. they didn't do that. And I think that's the thing that I keep going back to is – the better team was obvious and we didn't take advantage of those things. That score very easily could have been 27 to 12. And that's the issue. Like that is what they have to do train wreck when they go into the locker room. Right. And they prepare for the next, we beat ourselves. Yeah. Oh, we didn't take advantage of the opportunities. Right. Now you, you got to catch this pass. Yeah. Now Brock Purdy to CMC free play. You got to make that throw. And so now's the opportunity to make those on prime time, which the Niners do great on prime time against the Vikings. We're going to be out there. Wayne's not going to make this one. He working. Um, but we're going to be out Sunday from two to 5 PM at the union rooftop. It's downtown Minneapolis. You're going to absolutely love it. Um, it's going to be an absolute blast. And then we got our tailgate over in the oh, purple lot, right across beautiful. from the stadium. Um, it's a night game. So we're starting um, as soon as they open up those lots, come out, party with us, head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com to get your tickets, all those fun things. Come party with us. It's going to be incredible. Really excited about this trip. Uh, Minneapolis is a cool spot. Uh, I've never been to the stadium, though, so uh, this is one of the ones I want to check off uh, for sure, for sure. Now, Wayne, let, let's wrap this show up with a couple more comments. So let's get this in one more. Chaz, I'll let you take this one, Wayne. All right, everyone has been exposed this year. Miami, the Eagles, the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Lions. Yeah, let me finish. It's a long season, so we'll see where teams are when the dust settles. I wish I had that. I can't whistle, but the the thing from the Western. Yeah. I used to have it. Yeah, that. I can't do it either, man. When the dust settles. And he's he's 100% correct. And um, I don't know how much this is about the NFL's design, but so funny yeah and i'll say this you don't win super bowls in october no you constantly are building to become the team that you want to be the 49ers have started slow and gotten hot late so many times in a row we didn't do that this year we started off hot hopefully bum john that's what it needs to be don't let this compound don't let it when you're out in minnesota you're going to witness why it was a speed bump Ah, you put that TV on, man. It's prime time. Are you kidding me? Mm. The mm. lights, the cameras dipping down, getting that good side view, overview. At least the all 22 going to be way better than what it was this past week. I mean, I, who took them video shots? They were terrible. They were bad. Big Des, last one. I'm rooting for Moody to have his redemption. Um, us as fans can be harsh. Sky is not falling. That's the job, and it is. We are harsh. I don't think Wayne and I are too harsh. Like, uh... Somebody posted the clip Tracy Sandler did, uh, interview him in the locker room, and I just put, man, watching this video made me a little less confident in him, and it blew up. And I don't know, it's got like a million views now and whatever else, and I was like, man, I would try to be overly critical. People think I'm like trashing this kid. I No, that's not what I'm doing at all. I didn't like the interview. It did seem like, man, as a kicker, you want ice-cold blood, right? That's what you want. Uh, that didn't come across in the interview. I know his family was there. But I'm Team Moody all the way. I am not go get Robbie Gold. I am not get another kicker. No, 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 no. I said this preseason when he was missing everything. Ride or die, when you made that pick, it's Moody or bust. You ride with the results. Yeah. yeah. And Now and he so loses like, you three games, then maybe that we talk. I like, mean, then you start having a conversation. And, and I think that's fair, right? And you look at Jake Moody, and I'm with you, Big Dez. Um, look, the kid was 9 for 9. He he's he's zero for one, uh, you know, with these pre- with the pressure kicks, like as far as a pressure kick to win a game, and so he is zero for three as far as well, zero for four, if I'm not mistaken, as far as being iced. So I'm curious to see how you overcome that if you can't practice that. And we iced him ourselves because we called the timeout. Oh, we uh, called the timeout? Yeah, because we we stopped the clock or whatever, didn't we? Or no. No, I Maybe thought I'm they wrong. called they called the timeout. 
Um, I've got it here. Um, Let me open if up I'm not the... mistaken on that, I thought they called the timeout. But if they did call the timeout, it yeah, makes... Cleveland did. You're right. Okay. So so like, look now, Kyle. Like so, the way I see it is, I didn't like the setup for Jake Moody to come out. I you knew I knew they were gonna ice him, right? He knew that. They iced him differently though. They didn't let him kick the ball to ice him. They iced him in a different way. I don't know if you peeped that. Like the timeout was dumbass early. early. Which I was like, this might be good for him because he didn't even get a chance to kick it. So imagine if he would have kicked it, it would have went in. That may have been like, you could try to ice me if you want to. But he didn't even get that opportunity because they called the timeout before. So they kind of had mind control. So at the end of the day, look, he missed the kick. We lost the game. Time to move forward. And the only way you could do that is by reflecting like train wreck asked. You go into that locker room and you figure out how can you be 1% better next week. That's what's up, man. Gosh, Wayne, that's good. That's great. Uh, shout out to Clayton, the man behind the scene. He crushed this show. Our executive producers, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilted Niner, 49ers, George 365. One of the oh, We can't play soon enough, and we got a whole extra day, sadly, uh, but that's okay. Uh, primetime football with us on it is always a pleasure. So, Wayne, thank you for today. Go ahead and take us out, my friend. You guys are always the best to do shows for. Stay up. Stay faithful. We'll see you next week, baby.